booing. <laughs> That's it. That's what I've been trying to think of for, for 24 hours. Baba booing? He goes, Baba booing. <laughs> it's from Parts and Rec. Uh. <laughs> Where they're at the snake hole and just like getting super drunk. I think it's like Andy and he's like, Baba booing. <laughs> we were good. Um, da, 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 da. Yes, I believe Hello and welcome. so. That's been the star. episode. Thank you for joining Two. us. Well, uh, the right podcast. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Hello and welcome back to the Seventh Star to the Right podcast. Um, this is our tenth episode. We're into two digits now. We did it. We did it. Cool. Hey. Whoa. I really. I, this has nothing to do with the podcast, uh, but Jeff, I really like your easy listening voice <laughs> <laughs> that you know, that you'll drop into at the start. This has been. This has been smooth jazz. Smooth jazz. <laughs> uh, all right. What do people remember from last session? We're going in space hole. Space hole. Going into the space, space hole. hole. Space hole. Yes. You killed some things that came out of the space hole. Now you're. And st- it's time for you to. Yeah, and that's the American you kept way. Some of them. Yeah. Half of them. Half of them. Uh, it was half, half of them. Half of them. So, we get two normal fighty thingies and one soldier fighty thingy. So is the Phoenix three. We've oh, replaced we've replaced the drugs with robot corpses. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Oh man, great. We're working on a new stash. We're heading up. We're gonna trade the drugs for a house. <laughs> I mean, you Our guys have like hundred and sixty tons of just cargo space. We're gonna use it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and you only have like 10 tons worth of stuff right now or something. I don't know. That's ripped off the top of my head. (laughs) But anyway, so um, things that happened. Let's see. You obviously killed and demolished the the fighting force that came out of the elevator uh, last session. After that happened, um, you guys each took sort of your own time to do different things. Nona went off to the... um, Back to the ship. And sawed off a portion of my soul. <laughs> Micah saw and this. Hit it somewhere. Thought it was neat. Uh, yeah. Also, we have wired up a small speaker to it. So if it needs to become active <laughs> and yell things at people, it can now. Or if we need any background music, we'll just be like, no, no. Smooth jazz. Provided to you by the robot. Okay, Nona. And then Rodana gave you guys this. A black box thingy. I think actually Zix gave you that, or Dix, one of the two. Okay. One of the one of the two torque that they have along wow. with them. But Rodana gave you that um th- this mission effectively, mm, and yes. sending Tony along with you guys. Hey Tony. You, All right. Hey Tony. <laughs> um oh, God. What do you guys remember of the 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 list of things that you have to do once oh, you get there? Oh my god. Grab oh, as wow. much shit as we can. <laughs> get it. That's <laughs> all that matters. Yes, absolutely. So okay, let me let me see if I can actually do this seriously. So we're going to a section, and then we're supposed to, I believe, plug the black box thingy in somewhere in order to reset the actual black box. I don't know what the black box thingy is called other than it resets them. Mm-hmm. So you go there, you reset it, that allows the rest of the army to move up, and then I think the idea is like rinse and repeat with sections more or less um, with the goal of getting all the way to the other side of the grape with a straw in it. <laughs> <laughs> Just a reminder, that yep. is what this space station looks it like. Is and it very brings important. me endless joy. <laughs> is that right? So we're, we're, on, we're on a quest to, uh, to turn off the Wi-Fi router. <laughs> Reset to, to the reset wire. the Wi-Fi router. Wi-Fi router. Got it. Um, there was uh, an additional thing, which is turn on 
the generator and life support. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which Close is why you guys are having oh, yeah. have back suits yeah. right now. And as you guys would maybe remember as you flew in, um, the ring right below where you landed was a bit in disarray and possibly open to open space. So we are currently just to like re- make sure I'm envisioning this right. We're all the way on one end of the straw in a smaller ring. And then as we push on down the elevator shaft, as I think we discussed somewhere, um, we're going to the bigger ring mm-hmm. and then would eventually go in and grape and then bigger ring, smaller ring. So, excuse me. <laughs> in the conversations that you've had with the, the various people, they would assume that the the systems or the major systems uh-huh. are in, in the, the middle part. Got it. So, if you take the middle part, you then we take, can we effectively have the ability take the to do enti- other things. Yeah. Okay. So, um, not to burst the illusion here, but when we're talking about the straw, is that the elevator shaft? Yes. Oh, okay. That's so. It's a full straw. It's just empty in the middle. <laughs> not quite. One but. hole. <laughs> The, the boss mode is at the point we reach the grape, a giant will appear and just suck on the straw and try to eat you. No, that's Ender's I hate game. That. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, no vor in this campaign. You, you also had uh, Alex had, had a moment with um, Danny and Diane. He asked sort of what was up, like with the Paragon freelancers and what their sort of deal was. And Diane effectively said that. Kind of like a family, a working family, but a family. And Rudana has a tendency to pick up these like wayward people um, and add them into her clan effectively. So, That's you guys. I resent that. We are not wayward. We're very driven <laughs> with a very specific. We're not wayward. Of don't die. <laughs> are we getting adopted right now? We're not drifters. <laughs> Mother. Soon the adopters become the adoptees. <laughs> um, Sorry. So I believe we ended last session as you guys were reaching the um, the elevator shaft again. Um, only Tony is with you guys. Um, you guys were walking past all the sandbags that are still sort of set up. And I believe you were also told that you guys will not be able to use the elevator. You don't have yeah, we got the climb. controls. to, So you have to go down the elevator shaft itself. So um, Tony... Uh, Walks up to the uh, the elevator and starts playing with it, trying to like get the uh, the, the the elevator doors to open mm-hmm. without the elevator actually being there, so one can get into the shaft itself. So we're climbing the actual shaft itself. This is not like a little vent next to it. It's a, if the elevator comes, we get smushed, kind of deal. Are you or? asking this? To, to Tony in general? No, because or... I would not word it that way. I'm talking like visually wise. What does like it look like? Well, yeah. It, it So it's a big cylinder. Um, You don't know exactly how it looks like on the inside. Because we haven't it, been it, to inside, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a it's a space station elevator. Right. It's very possible that there was meant to be like a maintenance shaft within it. So it could be very well that while you have to do it manually, it's completely safe. Like rather okay. than an elevator shaft like in a, a modern building where um no one really should be going in between things. Yeah. And are we like we're like doing this with Tony. Tony is uh is like he's providing you backup. He's our hireling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah to some extent. Okay. Cool. Right. Um so as Tony's kind of working on that, I I'll uh Alex will walk up and be like, um so uh Tony, just that is uh um 
since we're going to be heading into something that's a little dangerous, uh, starting off, I'm f- much frencher today than I have been. <laughs> but uh, we should know what what we can do to help you. Uh, what, what do you do? Are you forward? Will you be knife in hand, back? How, how yeah. do you support us? <laughs> what can you bring to this team? And as you're asking this, uh, you, you notice that uh, this man has a sniper rifle strapped to his back. Hey, hey. Um, and on one side of his, uh, on one of his hips, on his left hip, he has what appears to be a, a, like a, a short sword of some kind. Um, and oh, all around us. cover everything. Yeah, he speaks up and says, well, I'm normally the uh, bit of a ranger, longer range, but turns out when you're trying to fight someone up close with a uh, sniper rifle, it's kind of difficult. So I have old, uh, and he taps the, the sword. I have a little sword here to protect me from that. Oh, good. For a little bit, I thought you had a name for it. And, uh, <laughs> no, I was, I was a little concerned. A little stabby here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that is the only acceptable name for a sword from here on out. But, uh, yeah, I um, generally pick off things from a, uh, a long range. Don't particularly like getting uh, up close, and I don't want this man to be southern. Yeah, he's... <laughs> <laughs> Southern Naruto character. Star to the right. Uh, Let's play with accents <laughs> in space. In space. So yeah, I um, that's what I do. I uh, take pot shots from long range, and uh, you guys can hopefully get in a tussle with them, and I'll just sit back and pick them off for you. Yeah, yeah. human shield. <laughs> You do that, Tony. I'm standing back watching him try and pry open the doors. Just got my arms folded. <laughs> well, if he's still attempting to pry open the doors, I will go help because I am a helpful person. Yeah, he, it was a combination. So he has a little uh, tool with him. He's not trying to do this manually. He has slid it in between the creases and has started to sort of crank it open Jaws as the, the doors more. Yeah, kind of. Space Jaws of Life. <laughs> and he says... Um, now we believe that there is ah oh god I'm goddamn southern. <laughs> now we do believe that that is it, it, it's Wait. happening. Yeah. Now, here, yeah. No, no, you gotta you gotta channel your your Sasuke. You <laughs> 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 um, in character? Yeah. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to find this this character's voice. Um, He's going to be Southern. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, just lean into it. Lean into um, it. Now we need to make our way down. We know that there's some sort of uh, maintenance shaft. We should probably be fine um, going down uh, if an elevator comes by. I believe it's a little bit recessed. Um, just uh, keep your hands inside the ladder at all times, you know? Yeah. He looks over at Nona, who's making a quizzical look. It was a joke, huh? Three points of contact at all times. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's good. That's the, um, that's the safety one. OSHA yeah. compliant ladder climbing. Space OSHA, OSHA. <laughs> and he um, he is finally, it seems these these space jaws of life has opened up the elevator enough such that he can go um, sideways through. So what he does is sort of duck underneath where he was cranking and is now halfway in the shaft, holding onto these, these jaws of life and leaning down into it and says, all right. It's over here on the right, and he sort of swings out of view um, into the elevator shaft. Okay, well, um, 
Based, like on, based yeah. on, on what we've done before, I'm guessing order is Micah probably goes first. Yeah. I go second. Yeah, Alex stands back and it's just third. like, yes, please after you. Yeah. I was expecting the man with the sniper rifle who's like, I'm going to be in the back to not go, but he's already at the bottom. <laughs> 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 little spider monkey. He did that cool slidey thing down it. <laughs> Hold oh, on, no. spider monkey. <laughs> oh, God. So what order are you guys going in? I'm... Um, if Tony is actually going down first, I will go after him. And I will go after Micah. And I will go after Nona. Cool. So, uh, Micah, you notice this first because you go in after Tony. So it, it the um, the entire elevator shaft does appear to be like spherical in nature um, rather than like the normal squares that most modern elevators are. And over to the side that you saw... Um, Tony swing to, there is a uh, maintenance ladder that is definitely recessed. So anything that sort of goes by uh, doesn't go into that little cavity. In fact, it has like a little cage surrounding it um, that you would assume is to protect that, um, the people using this maintenance shaft. From I appreciate sharks. this. And <laughs> you can see um, going down, um, like there are lights around you guys right now because power is sort of working on this particular ring. But as you look farther and farther down, it just sort of goes into like a dark abyss, sort of belying the fact that um, the rest of the station doesn't appear to be powered the same way. And you guys uh, just go on and yeah. follow them? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to head down. Yeah, very quiet. Yeah, so you guys start making your way down and it's not a quick trek. Descent. I, yeah, descent. Thank you. That's a great word. Um, <laughs> because this is this is an entire sort of space station, and you would assume that the only places where it stops are those rings or the middle. You guys are moving quite a long ways um, going down. It actually gets a little tiring at some point for everyone, except for Nona because she's a robot. <laughs> At some point, being like five rungs down for Alex. <laughs> oh, oh, so. are we done? I was promised an elevator. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. Um, Nona is probably half keeping an eye on Alex and expecting him to fall. Like on top of you. Yeah, more of like is in a catch it kind of situation. Don't worry, you'll catch it. Yeah, yeah catch. <laughs> And um, as you guys are, are making your way down into this sort of dark abyss, um, it does get darker, dimmer and dimmer. There's no lights uh, immediately surrounding you. Those of you that have uh, vac suits would probably have some sort of headlamps of some kind. Do we get the secondary headlamp that shines a light on our face so the camera can see it, but actively just blinds you? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yeah, otherwise it's just uh, that Doctor Who episode exactly. with uh, the vast and the ruda. And yeah. then, it, then it turns out they were dead the whole time. That looks was a German skeleton. Would a uh, meta tool have a built-in flashlight? Yeah. Okay. It is. Um, they're normally <clears throat> wrist-mounted, though. But yeah, you could. That's better than nothing, Okay, though. that's actually, yeah, better than what I thought it was. So, okay, I can just kind of points and see probably not as well but see a bit, yeah. a bit. three points of contact <laughs> i didn't look up 
ladder climbing speed, but this this, <laughs> this whole trek takes a while, probably like 10, 20 minutes or so. It's it's actually a little grueling. Alex, how are you holding up? It is only going down. You're not having to lift yourself up, but it's still holding yourself vertically like this. There were some efforts at mild kind of conversation, just every once in a while checking in on each other. Alex uh, stops doing that and focuses on his breathing uh, <laughs> about halfway down. It's <laughs> just trying to... Just trying to keep it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's in the uh, the latter chapter in the book. I don't know if you if you read that. Oh, I didn't read yeah, the latter It chapter. says Alex is bad at him. <laughs> <laughs> are, are either of you guys trying to um, strike up conversation over this long trek down this this elevator shaft? No. Uh, no yeah. Mike, yeah. you're the one closest to Tony. Tony is I'm not, not gonna... particularly saying anything. He just seems to be on his own sort of way. I don't think I'm predisposed to like Tony that much, so I'm not going to try and talk to him. That's fair. Bond later, climb now. <laughs> I think after a little bit, though, Alex starts thinking of old stories of space stations and elevators and vents and starts trying to listen <laughs> for things in vents around him. And he's just like a little bit, okay, what was that? It was, uh, I, I, I will call out probably around like minute eight or something like, wow, this is... This is pretty long, huh? How you doing, Alex? <laughs> Fine. Yeah? Yeah. Wait. Quick break. Okay. It's just like the third break. I'm very sorry. <laughs> and, and Tony yells up, another break? Another break. Yeah, just, uh, just a little bit. And you can see him. He, he um, stops holding himself up like he you normally would when going down the ladder and takes his hands off of the, the rung and starts leaning uh, up against the back of the cage, just sort of resting his arms and like, you know, stretching things out while he's leaning up against the back of this little, little, um, not, per- what's the right word? Not dare, like, he's not a daredevil, but like. You're used to this situation, like yeah, comfortable with he's, it. He's comfortable right now. Yeah, okay. Um, we should eventually that. get our hands on some rope. Rope is useful. I feel like somebody is not having three points of contact. <laughs> I feel that they're perhaps less than three at the moment. Technically, both feet in the this back. This is not space you know? social compliance. They are not to- they are not contact with the ladder. It is the cage. Oh, the cage is not load bearing. And after a couple of starts and stops, you guys um, make it to another elevator door after about like twenty minutes of climbing. Um, and this is going down, not going back up. So. And we're taking the elevator back up, man, or we just live here now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is my understanding of the contract that we signed. And um, similar to what he did before, um, uh, but a little bit more difficult because he doesn't have a, a floor underneath him, Tony takes out another one of these jaws of lights and sort of reaches over into the crease of the door and starts cranking, but also with like... with his left hand and left foot still on like mm. the ladder and sort of just crack cranking and and has the, there's like a little ledge on the inside lip of this elevator oh, so he's okay. just sort of like spread out cranking this sort of back open without okay. much underneath him right now is there space for us to get off the ladder right now or not really no you guys kind of <laughs> need to s- stay okay. on the ladder um and as he's he's cranking and cranking he finally gets it to open a little bit and you hear this sound of, you would assume, some like atmosphere or something mm-hmm. rushing by 
you're not entirely sure which way. And he continues cranking and then looks back up at you guys and says, all right, here we are. And he ducks him. Cool. Okay, here we go. All right. Yeah, I'll get off the ladder, um, pull out my telekinetic rifle, and I'll go in too. Kind of ready, trying to look through as soon as I can to see what's on the other side. I'm going to get out and then spot Alex. Well, thank you. Yes. <laughs> oh, where'd they go? This way. The only way that they can. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, probably ready laser rifle as is tradition. Cool. So you, you guys get out into a very similar area that you were um, when you left the, um, the the topmost ring, the inner, the um, the smaller ring. Uh, it, it's still a very similar sort of room. Uh, in the middle is the elevator shaft. It's a it's a large circle almost, um, but it is in complete and utter disrepair. Um, you don't see any lights uh, appear to be on. One also th- thing that you notice is the, um, the the gravity seems to fluctuate at times, almost mm-hmm. as if the, the life support system, at least the gravitational part of it, is like slightly on, but like is occasionally a little bit less than Terran gravity that a human would normally be um, used to, and and sometimes a little bit more. So it's kind of like fluctuating in that in that respect. And you you guys take a look around after you get your bearings of setting your sights on just everything that's around you and you notice the scene around you is a little bit grisly countless humanoid silhouettes are sprawled all over the area over tops of different types of like um disrepaired um like doorways or um, furniture that has been broken just sprawled all over the place. When you say humanoid, do you mean can't tell if is human or not, or is definitely not human? <laughs> so there are some robotic. Oh, okay. Standard, gotcha. standard like, um, some that actually look very much like what Adam looks like, and some security bots and the, the, those other more soldier-oriented bots as well. Um, but those are definitely in the minority here. The vast majority of bodies that you see before you appear to be human. Um, There's some that are in these like lab coats and very like casual attire, someone that you would assume is like maybe working on the space station. And then there's also a group of people that um, have these armored vac suits. Um, And on on their their left breast, you can see there's a little bit of an insignia with a, um, a T that sits above an M and both of those letters sit atop a green and blue planet. Um, several of these uh, armored back suit bodies uh, appear to have some form of uh, pre-tech conventional weaponry on them. Some machine guns, combat shotguns, and what's the other thing, Jeff? Let me look at my notes. Oh, God. Combat rifles. Hmm. And this is sort of the scene that you find yourself in. Um What do you guys want to do? Is there any, that I know of, obviously, is there any benefit to having a, like, projectile-based weapon as opposed to a laser rifle? Um, Laser rifles struggle in, um, like, foggy or particle-filled environments. Hmm. I think there's, like, a a minus to hit. Um, They normally get a plus to hit. Um, Sometimes I, it, I'd have to look at the, the particular stat block, 
do you want to look at them? They are pre-tech, so they're not something that you're familiar with. Uh, yeah, I would probably go investigate guns. Guns are cool. Cool. So, um, you, you go up to, uh, one of these, um, sorry, I have my notes just not well organized. You, you come up to one of these, um, one of these men who, who is in this armored back suit. Um, his light is not showing his face, so you oh, can't no. quite see his face until you get up and close and you it's notice <laughs> they're not actually skeletons. Oh, Be, okay. you, you would assume because of the lack of oxygen and heat that they have effectively been mummified. Um, so you can see a humanish face on the inside of that um, vac suit. And you, you take a look at this gun, which is a, a combat shotgun. Um, and you take a look over it and you notice there's, there's not anywhere for this rifle or this shotgun to have like ammo fed into it. It, it where ammo would normally go in in a standard sort of shotgun like this yeah. you would assume um it, it seems to be almost as like these vents um that are currently uh just into a blackness that you can't quite look into um the the uh the weapons themselves also have the same insignia and you, you look at this thing, and obviously you don't look down the barrel of a gun because of no one knows not. better. Yes. She practices good gun safety. Um, but this is definitely, something's meant to come out of this gun. So it is some sort of conventional weaponry um, rather than like some like laser array in there. Sure. Um, but you don't see exactly where the intake is. Do you want to take a, a closer look at it? Yeah, I would probably be interested in investigating this more. I'm now currently debating in my head whether I want to shoot a dead person with it or not. Because you don't just want to fire it anywhere because that would make, you know, shrapnel go flying and that's not safe. But you shoot it in a dead body, it muffles things and it's not like they're going to mind it anyway. So okay. I'm contemplating this, but I've not yet taken action. All right, so you are... Do you want to, are you going to first try and figure out if you know what this might do with a check before you just start firing it? Yes. Okay. Uh, can you roll an intelligent snow check, please? Well, that's happening. Uh, do I know anything about the insignia? Can you also roll an intelligent snow check, please? Yes. yes. In fact, all of you roll an yes. intelligent snow check for that. So, okay. Kirsten, give me the first one. Eight. You don't know anything about this artifact. Okay. Eight on the insignia roll. Okay. I'm also going to probably point this out to the others and just, hey, does anybody know how this works? Mm-hmm. I rolled a 10. 10? Okay. So For insignia check. Nona is unfamiliar with insignia, but um, Alex and Micah, you are aware that this is the insignia of what is an ancient relic of the past. It was called the uh, the Terran Mandate. It was the um, bureaucratic body that attempted to sprawl the entire human civilization. Um, you don't know quite a, a whole lot about it, but it, it originated from some planet somewhere way off in the um, in the cosmos in the universe. And it was sort of the base of operations for the Terran Mandate. And it tried its best to sort of be this empire over everything. The sun's never set on the Terran <laughs> Empire. <laughs> no, they do not. <laughs> I, I see. So it's like uh, space pioneers. 
They were trying to manifest destiny. Almost like it was more of an empire. Um, like on the um that the planet of Cass and um like Orisiame, they they have a lot of Terran mandate things. These were pre-Scream, um, but they were tried they they tried to be like the governmental body that presided over all of humanity. And obviously there were some planets that didn't particularly like this and rebelled against them. But if one person were to point at the whole of humanity and say who governs them, the first answer would be the Terran Mandate. Got Obviously it. pre-Scream, but... Cool, cool, cool. So ancient big government. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think I heard about these guys in school. <laughs> <laughs> that was me considering, like, I'm, I'm going to try and do a spitting noise. How do I do that without actually spitting? Yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> I liked it. two. <laughs> of course. Um, and you are also sharing this yes. this shotgun with other like, members. Does anyone know how this works? Do you guys want to... Micah, I think uh, you might... I don't think Alex will know. Probably, well, no, he probably might. not. I mean, I've, Just I've seen a Actually, you know, yeah, I'm going to have both of you roll. I've seen a few random weapons. Intelligence, I, no. Intelligence, no. I don't know. Let's find out. Four. Mm. Nice. Alex does not know. Mm. Uh, three. <laughs> yeah, no one knows No idea, exactly. no. It, it, yep. it appears to be... So, the, what you're able to discern from it, uh, Nona, is the fact that it is pre-tech. Mm-hmm. Um, it is conventional weaponry. It does appear to have been made by the same people, Alex and Mike Evans said, the Terran Mandate. So it was manufactured by them for mm-hmm. their soldiers, it appears. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, you're not entirely sure what it is. It, it's not a world destroyer. It's some sure. conventional small arms. But. Is is there any one of these like I know we said there was a there was a shotgun, there was a rifle. Is there any like pistol versions? Uh you don't immediately see any. The, okay. the, the smallest thing is um like s- some submachine guns or like automatic stub stub nose things. Got it. But okay. no, nothing like a a pistol. Okay. So if they're in vac suits, do I see tears or or any obvious kind of cause of death mm-hmm. onto them there are uh if you're looking over so are you looking at, at the vac suits themselves uh i'll pick a few bodies and kind of go over just to see did they like is was there infighting was did somebody come and kill these people or is there is there an outward cause of death so you you look at these bodies and they died in a myriad of ways a lot of the um the vac suited individuals seem to have taken some form of uh, laser rifle fire. Mm. Um, you're not entirely sure by the source, but you can see those, those, uh, indi- burn marks, those burn and, marks and all yeah. that. Yeah. Um, the, um, all those scotch marks. Yeah. Precise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only in those stone troopers could be precise. <laughs> um, if you look at some of the, um, the more civilian, uh, clothing, uh, clothed individuals, you see a myriad of things as well. While some of them appear to have been shot by some conventional small arms, others appear to have just been thrown with such a force against other things that they're they're bashed or broken in other ways. And you also see this in some of the, um, the armored uh, individuals as well, where it, there's some sort of fighting going on between these two groups, but also... Um, a lot of them appear to have perished from sudden impacts. Got it. 
As, so we discussed that there was like, you know, laser marks places. Is there any signs of someone has fired one of these weird guns that I don't know what it is, like projectile or like holes without burns in them or anything like that? Mm-hmm. A, a, most of the, the, the humans that... Um, Are in less armored stuff? In less armored stuff appear to have been shot with conventional weaponry. Okay, so um, I have also decided against shooting a dead body with this, as probably sound would give away our position. Okay, so two groups on the ship. Did we see the turn mandate anywhere else in the the space station that that insignia that we've uh, been in? No. That sign hasn't been. So this is the old part. Two groups that were fighting, and a third one. I don't see any laser. What are the what do the doorways in and out of here look like? Because we kind of, we came out into another like similar circular room to like what we yeah. came down from, right? It's um the the uh, the hallways appear to be bigger than they were on the the, the first ring. A lot of the um the uh, the doors that you can immediately see uh, appear to be in some form of disarray, like off their hinges almost. They're, they're like the sliding doors, but like some of mm-hmm. them are halves slid and others are just completely blown off their hinges buckled by some explosion um some breaching charge of some kind um so right now what you guys can see is just sort of this room and then there's that major sort of hallway um similar to what happened um above in the um the smaller ring um you don't immediately see anything else outside of that also everything is very poorly lit because um, it's not lit. It's it's complete and utter dark uh, darkness. So you are using your, your flashlights for the most part to see what's going on. Um, Tony, have you been down here before? Or is this your first time seeing all of it too? No, Doc, this is my first time seeing this stuff. When we cleaned out the upper ring, we didn't see any of these TM groupies. Don't know what they're about. He picks up one of the... Um, the conventional weaponry and just sort of looks down the sights. Yeah, nothing good. It looks like uh, rebels, something, some kind of infighting security system, point at the laser marks, activated then and then never turned off. This might be uh, an explanation. Perhaps. I don't know. Um, By the way, the Wi-Fi router, yeah? Yeah, uh, let's get power to this part of the station and uh, find that Wi-Fi router. <laughs> yeah, the, I'm good. Oh, God. I was just going to say, just calling back from last time, I actually found my notes that I took on it, and it looks like we're doing turn on generator, turn on life support, toggle blast doors in some way, and then go do the Wi-Fi router. Yeah, um, because parts of this are certainly open to space. Cool. Turning on the life support system would not be great because you'd just be pumping oxygen out into space where, mm. where no one can use it. Mm. Okay. I mean, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Give it enough time. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to walk uh, toward the, the main hallway. If mm-hmm. there are kind of doors leading off there, start shining my flashlight in, kind of get a look of what's uh, further ahead. Yeah. So you you, um, you go through the, the, the major doorway and everything appears to be just a little bit bigger than it was on the um, the original sort of ring. Uh, you, you go out uh, immediately, and what you see is um, a map that points to different sectors of the ring. Um, you see one for R&D 
001, R&D 002. You see one for systems and maintenance and one for recreational and residential. Um, if we were to put things on a north, south, east, west kind of deal, north and south are the different R&Ds. West is the um, systems and maintenance and east is residential and recreational. Okay, where north is where we're walking down the hallway right now direction? Yes. Okay. I think I'm going to hold on to the shotgun for now. You're going to hold on to the shotgun? Yeah, not as a main weapon. I'd like to store it, but I'm going to bring it with. Are you guys going to search these bodies at all or look for anything available here? Are you going to pick up more of these conventional weaponry or are you just I'm, Nota, just with one of these shotguns? No, I'm leaving shotgun. I'm leaving the things. I guess if, if the people are in the vac suits, I guess I was kind of assuming that they're like... I'm picturing space suit, very minimal pockets on it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would, I would totally go through all people's stuff. I figure personally that we're going to be coming back here anyway. This is like our home base on this floor. So I want to go see what else is out there. Okay. I figure we can come back and rifle through dead people <laughs> anytime. <laughs> These guys aren't going anywhere. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> space so, zombies. Cube space zombie robots. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so Micah wants to head off. Alex. Um, I'll, I'll stay with Micah. Okay. So you're heading off with Micah. Tony, um, starts heading after you guys. And at Nona, you're, you're starting to rifle through one of like a a lab coated individual. If they start to get far enough away that like, I'm assuming right now they're just sort of heading down. Well, I'm not going to leave like Nona behind. I'm going to keep Nona in like flashlight distance. I'm not like, I'm going to like look. Try and like, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna get ditched. <laughs> I can just let myself be like, "Well, we check out these dead bodies," and then split the party. Yeah, you, you guys haven't. You weren't leaving. You were just sort of like going out and like looking around, sort of. Okay. Um, yeah. So you have that conversation, Michael. We can look at these bodies later. <laughs> and no one is like, "All right, sure." And you guys start heading off. Um, so you, you have like this. Um, almost it seems like another circular sort of corridor that goes to it it seems like these different quadrants um the one that you immediately see out because you're facing north this is rnd 001 you look out and the hallway you can see it 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 goes out it goes out and then it just is gone and a couple of meters by you can see it starts up again like it is just open to the um the space station overall and on the far end you can see that um there are some form of blast doors and that are shutting off so it's just it it goes off for a it goes out for a couple meters is empty space for several like tens of meters and then it starts up again it's it's solid like just empty there there's no like wires or anything that are tying them together or is it great cool amazing um love it eva (laughs) so just free floating we're talking about Mm -hmm. absolutely damn it is open to space which is why you guys needed the back suits yeah Mm -hmm. so uh what's first in our task list i'm i'm leaning towards restoring power getting some light back in here hopefully not waking up uh the security robots pretty lucky in not seeing anything right now it's a little quiet it does seem quiet too, too, quiet. Quiet. too quiet we're going to need power to 
close the necessary blast doors, section mm. things off again. So what, yeah. what are thoughts? What are we doing? I guess, yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. We should probably, if we're going to do that, go to the, the systems area. But we could also see what's over at R&D number two before we turn on probably all the robots that want to kill us. That's not the one that's uh, free-floating in space, is it? One is in, yeah. one so is the one that like guys, that, that seems like a pain in the neck to get to. You were facing north. You guys went out and saw R and D number one is is broken. You haven't had a chance to look at the other hallways because you need to sort of walk around mm-hmm. this um this inner straw like structure. Yes. Are, are you guys going to try and look? So right now you're facing um R and D one. So on your left would would be systems and maintenance and on your right is um recreational and residential can i shine my flash if i shine my la- light flashlight across mm-hmm. rd1 is uh closed their blasters are closed right there yeah so you can actually you can see um the the station itself so you look out because it's open um i guess and- i guess my, my my question is mostly is there if we could get across there can i see into it right now or is it closed is there like a door that we'd have to open because alex is admittedly pretty interested in this pre-screen uh technology yeah the um the blast doors themselves are made of solid metal so uh, you wouldn't closed. be able to see through um the, the blast doors themselves you do kind of see into some parts of the r&d structure uh because everything is open so you have a, a good look at that sort of quadrant itself and it is full of a lot of very large uh, curved windows. Um, you can you can't really see too much into it. It's very dark in there, um, but you can see the, the the tall planes of glass. So if you want to maybe grab some rope and just go over there. No, no, no. Alex doesn't say anything. He just like shines a flash and is like, hmm. yeah, and then I, turns away. I don't think I can get through those doors. That seems pretty heavy duty. I agree. Okay. Uh, let's let's continue. Take the take the corridor to systems. I want to check out R and D too. I want to just get a lay of the land before turning on stuff. I figure, hey, we're here. Nothing's bothering us. So you, you just before you decide which quadrant to go to, are you just sort of going to go around this innermost layer just to yeah, get a, that's probably that's what I say the lay of the land. Sure. Yeah. All right. So as you make your ways around, you it the 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 fighting appears to like start up in some places and stop in other places. It it appears like it was a little bit of pandemonium that was going on, where just there were little pockets of fighting rather than like a particular um, like front that uh, these two sides or multiple sides were um, dealing with. Um, so it's just a whole bunch of anarchy in a lot of these different places, especially around this inner. Um, in a ring near the elevator and you, you go through and check all of these hallways and it appears that the hallway to systems and maintenance is in the same sort of disrepair that the one to R and D number one was where again, there's just <laughs> a, it, something tore through um, or it tore itself apart. You can't tell quite which, but that hallway is also completely and utterly broken and another blast door is put down at the end near systems and maintenance. You I think do I figured notice out why the lights are off. <laughs> R&D2, um, the, 
the walkway is intact as well as the pathway to um, residential and recreational. Good. Okay, right. well then. Question one, how do I get across there? I have an idea. Residential, grab blankets, make a rope. Yeah. I'm just going to double check. Nothing in like the actual toolkit that I'm carrying around is any form of like cable or anything like that. I don't believe so. Okay, because it, it wasn't specific in the... It no. was just like general stuff that helps sometimes more than yeah, the meta that, tool. Yeah, it's more like a maintenance sort of like sh- small shop almost rather than a um, a bag of many things with a rope in it. Micah, um, very quickly, mm. can you hold my hand? Um, that's a little forward, Alex. I'm not sure no. if I'm ready for this kind of... I just don't want to fall into space. I want to, I want to go see the, the outside of this hallway, see, look at uh, where it's broken, and I don't want to go out into space. It's a deep-seated fear of mine. Uh, yeah, okay, sure. Okay, um, so kind <laughs> of like holding on, I, I slowly go over. I want to look at the where the space station has broken apart. Um, I want to see if it's like a clean break, if is it torn um i I guess i want to find out if something crashed into it or if it broke off if i can figure out what happened here yeah you know okay so Um, i'm looking for like scraped paint looking around to mm -hmm. look for kind of velocity and and stuff like that i guess yeah so uh, could you give me like a a wisdom what would probably be like a fix or maybe a wisdom notice, whichever one's better. Notice is better for me because right, I roll wisdom 3d6 notice. and drop the lowest. Six, two, one, uh, eight. Eight. Eight? Yes. So you, you look around at, um, and I, I'll assume you're doing this for both of them to just sort of get an idea of if they're associated with one another or distinct from one another. So you, you look down um, systems in, in the maintenance hallway that's been torn apart, and you notice that a lot of the material seems to be gone. Um, there's not enough material that would normally have been here. Um And as you're looking around, you also notice that there are some irregularities in different parts of this hallway, um, almost like they were weakened somehow. Um, You're not entirely sure how they were weakened. Um, Everything's a little bit in disarray, and it's been, you would assume, hundreds of years since this has happened. Um, Granted, it's in space, so evidence doesn't necessarily disappear, but... um, there's like signs of like melting or something in other yeah. things that are like weakening. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, and there is a part of this hallway that is just gone. So you, as you try and figure out, you know that this station has been moved in the past. Um, what you can maybe reason based off of the evidence that you've been given is that somehow this was structurally weakened and then perhaps a sudden move to the station itself caused parts of this to just rip itself apart, kind of like shearing. So nothing itself seems to have like driven into it and broke it apart, but it almost seems the station itself tore itself apart when it went under some force. Okay. After being structurally weakened, weakened to some extent. Okay. Well then, uh, what do you see out there, bud? And this is also true of the other, um, perhaps way as well. Perhaps something 
little better. Less, less, um, the base was under attack and more perhaps sabotage. As though somebody had focused in on some structural points. They tried to move the space station, uh, spike jump or, or something that put the ship under stress and cracked everything. Uh, but no giant space monster that took a bite out of it, which was, though fanciful, something I was considering. Um, that space cracking. Space cracking. <laughs> I mean. Well, I guess that's good. Yeah, I mean. A, no, no space cracking? Yeah, nobody yeah. in here, so hopefully they're not trying the same thing in the newer part of the space station. Mm. We should maybe let them know that that is a possibility. Um, so, Tony, that's your job. <laughs> hey, Tony. <laughs> hey, I'm right here. <laughs> I've been here this whole time. All right. I'm either Italian or Southern. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> both. Or maybe both. <laughs> little pasta, little biscuit. <laughs> Petition to give Tony the nickname Little Biscuit. <laughs> little Biscuit. Okay, so uh, are we sticking with the blanket plan or something? More structurally sound is always appreciated, but yeah. We well, f- before we tackle that, I, I want to check out what's in the other R and D building. Maybe something there can can help us out. Yeah, looks yeah. like they were cooking up some interesting stuff. Of course, and I will also point out that so far, um, this has been a similar structure to the um, the upper ring that you guys were already on. the The rings themselves, while they are sort of divided up into quadrants. How the ring above you guys works is everything is interconnected. So just because this pathway to and from R&D one and systems and maintenance may be broken, you could probably theoretically get Go into around. them through either uh, R&D two or re- recre- recreational and residential because it's an entire ring that's interconnected with itself as well. Mm. Cool. I yeah. see. Okay. So you don't have to get a bunch of bed sheets and. Float your way oh, actually, no, now that I look at it, there are Bro. definitely other hallways that are going there. No, no, I like the bedsheet plan. Let's... Well, there's also the blast door. Simple. And then, you know, step one, get right. over there. Step two, blast door. Step two is a big step. Um, well, let's let's maybe find another path. Full workshop. There's a map. There was a map that we passed. Why don't we look at the map? <laughs> <laughs> you are here. Oh, yeah. Do, do you want like me to quickly draw something up for you guys? or No, no, no. Where, right. Wherever, wherever and... we can get to the place from is fine so right now the the two pathways that are not torn apart are to r&d2 and um the recreational and residential do you guys want to go a particular way tony just seems to be keeping a look at like looking around looking behind he has the um the sniper rifle not exactly like looking down sights but he has it in his arms yeah right. i'm same with the with the laser rifle you stick with the laser rifle rather yeah. than the um Yeah, no, that was I, I'm gonna stick with the one that I know works as opposed to the one that may or may not fire. If I get a chance to test out the shotgun, well that's just dandy, but I'm not going to like have that be my first go-to thing. Understood. Especially because it's a shotgun and those are usually closer range. It's quite destructive. According to video game logic. Okay. Uh yeah, so let's uh Check out the R and D. Then maybe there's a, a way through. We can stop through the uh, the residential place too. Maybe see what's over there. Yeah, exit through the gift shop. R and D too. Let's go. 
right. And Tony says, I'll bring up the rear. Okay, so, Tony. Yeah. Of course you will. Thank you. He He's doing like little combat rolls. Da, da, has his own little da, 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 rolling behind da, da, you guys. Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Kronk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you guys make your way down that hallway into uh, what is um, R&D 2. And you're you're walking and it, it everything again seems bigger than the the uh the upper ring it like the hallways are larger less sort of congested um and as you make your way into the ring um itself it is also just larger like the, it can the while the other ring uh sort of can only hold like two levels within it almost like two stories this one feels like three or four stories could be involved and you you come out in what it feels like in the middle of the ring um, as you look out the windows that you're walking down, that you can see sort of the rest of the station. R&D2, very similar to R&D1, has these very big um, windows, kind of similar to um, the, the, the very large windows that, uh, what was in, what was in um, Total Recall? Like just these super thick glass windows, but you can see the outside and space and all mm. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you look around... Uh, you notice from where you're standing a lot of glass in this just area. So you can see through a lot of it, you know, kind of like how labs tend to do things like very see-through. And as you look through this, um, this section, you notice that there are two major holes um, on either side of this quadrant um, on the outside of the ring, just absolutely ripped apart, kind of similar to what you saw before with um the, the two pathways into these quadrants, there's just two big gaps um, in this one as well. And um, you see a bunch of labs here and there. Uh, I want you all to make a wisdom notice check for me real quick. Okay. Uh, 12. Six. 10. <laughs> We know that's all good. (laughs) That's not normal. I rolled a five and a six. (laughs) Alex and Nona, you you look uh, around. So all of you notice that this, the the, the labs, they they don't appear to be dealing with something like of of chemical nature. Seems like a lot of these labs are mechanical almost. Um, They're workshops almost rather than what you would normally assume like a pharmaceutical lab would look like. Um, You see like like tables with humanoid figures on them with like gears sort of popping out, which you assume to be robots, which makes sense given all of the robots that you've seen on this station, that they, this station may be the purposed for researching artificial intelligence, virtual intelligence, building expert systems and all of that. Nona and Alex, as you were looking uh, just sort of around at all of this, out of the corner of your eye, in one of the uh, offshoot rooms in one of the labs, you see a, a a hint of movement, like it was a blur, something that came out of the, the the corner of your eye and then went off into that room. My God, Tony! Uh, <laughs> what? There's you a see thing something over there? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, I'll move where Alex points. Start heading over there. Okay, so you, you uh, yell out to Tony, and he start looks over and says, "Well, we were going into that room." Y'all, uh, 
pointing your rifle at the entrance, I believe. Mm-hmm. You don't have to follow if you don't want to. But uh, we'll sting operation, you know. All right. Don't shoot us. <laughs> I'm a marksman, man. Miss, I I don't, ma'am. I am a marksman, ma'am. I don't hit my friendlies. Okay, Tony oh, contains okay. multitudes. I, I, I pull up my laser pistol. We are legion. Um, and step out of the line of sight. So, are are you guys heading? Who's going into the room? I'm going straight in. I will. F- Follow. I'm doing my my good middle thing where I'm like I'm okay with fighting stuff, but also am fragile. So more of a like behind Micah kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm skirting around so that I'm not directly between Tony's rifle and the the entrance, uh, but you know still have sight through the door. So you guys are probably posted up on either side of the door, sort of peeking in. Yeah, Micah is leading the way with your telekinetic armory. Mm-hmm. And Nona is sort of backing you up by mm-hmm. going in behind you and covering your your um, idea, yeah. your blind side and all of that. Yeah. So you guys get in, and it's another one of these labs. There, there's a bunch of like these um, very uh, pristine, well, not pristine, but uh, sterile, uh, almost uh, tables that you assume was like work was going on. There's a bunch of um, like components shoved away in different drawers here and there. And it's a little bit in disarray, not as much as you maybe would assume um, after what you saw happen at the rest of the floor. Um, And you look over into the corner and Micah, you see this first. Um, There is another humanoid figure who is lying down, um, has a lab coat on, very clearly dead, mummified and all that, because you can see his face, but curled up next to his stomach is what appears to be a Bernie's mountain dog just curled up uh, sleeping next to him. Kill it. Face dog. I'm going to keep my gun trained on it and just walk closer to, to see me like make a little noise, try and startle it. See what it does. So you, you walk closer and it immediately perks up. And looks at you. Have you seen John Carpenter's The Thing? (laughs) (laughs) This is exactly what I was thinking and desperately trying to come up with an in-character way to (laughs) act that way. And unfortunately, I don't have one. So, And it it sees you guys. It sees not everyone. It sees Micah and Nona. And it sits up and uh, tilts its head looking at you guys. And does like a little bark. But just to just to be clear here, it it is exposed to the vacuum space. That is correct. Okay, just it checking. Is, it is completely and utterly exposed to the vacuum of space. So, assuming one knows anything about dogs, we can safely conclude that this is not a normal dog. One can safely assume that this is not a normal dog. Space dog, got it. Okay. So you see. This dog, um, who was curled up next to this body, sit up and bark at you. It, it's not aggressive. Um, it, it almost seems playful, like it, it's way, wagging its tail and sort of panting while looking at you guys. Okay, I'm going to stare it down, not take my eyes off it. Are there any, like, just random tools or anything on, like, the lab benches nearby here? Yeah. It's going to, like grab some random roughly stick-shaped thing and kind of 
toss it to one side to see what happens. <laughs> so you you reach over for like a, a wrench that um that's on one of these um sterile sort of work spaces, and you sort of wag it in front of the uh this this what appears to be a dog, and you throw it over into the corner, and all of a sudden, as you throw it over into the corner, it jets off into get the wrench and it picks it up and trots back and just like lays it at your feet, the, the wrench at your feet. And again, is sitting down, wagging its tail, just sort of looking at you guys. Is it friendly? Okay. <laughs> um, it, um, Alex, can you do the like, woo to see if it's like alive? Is, is it's pro- it's probably a robot, right? Okay. I'm going to like, yeah. I'm going to move my hand toward its head. Mm-hmm. I do have my armor on. Okay. <laughs> I approach and I have the gun on the dog. <laughs> yeah. And it just tilts its head as you move towards it with it, your gun trained on it. Are you trying to reach out and touch I, I'm it? I'm going to try and pat it on the head. Okay. So you pat it on the head. Um, it, what you can feel through your, um, your telekinetic armory um, because it's covering you completely. Feeling is a little bit muted, but it mm. it feels like hair. Like it feels like a real dog. Can I tell if, if I like the skull that's underneath there is like metallic? Can I feel anything <laughs> that much detail? Knock on it. Are, are, so are, are, you, are you going to give like... I'm trying to go for like a deep scratch. You, just, <laughs> he does a deep scratch on the dog. Deep scratch. So you do a deep scratch and there... It feels like that there is some something like skin and that under um, that underneath the hair. So it, it feels like all that feels right. And when you get down to it, there is like hard parts of it, but you can't quite tell if mm-hmm. it's metallic or bone. It, it to your immediate looking, um, it seems like. It's just a normal dog. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. stow my pistol and I'm gonna bring out my bio scanner and okay. still very slowly I'm gonna pull up next I'm to the dog. I'm still covering people and watching for signs of this to go bad. Mm-hmm. I, I I like I guess I I don't kneel down next to it. But I kind of bend over. Uh, I've never been very good with animals, and I just kind of very shakily uh, scan the side of it. I guess I'm looking for. Um, just any sign of life. Like, is there a pulse? Is there, you know, blood rushing through it? Mm-hmm. What does the bioscanner pick up? Nothing. This is not a biological being or a currently living biological being. There is no pulse. There is some hit of some electrical impulses, but there is no heartbeat. There's no, like inner warmth that you would assume like something like this would need or respiratory cycle it's in space (laughs) well nona yes can i have you come here to check something very quickly would you be willing to take over the pointing the gun at it part Uh, Uh, i I want your opinion on the bioscanner I can do that. I don't think I have too much more to contribute (laughs) to analyzing the dog what are we attempting to do Oh, it's, it's a robot dog, I guess, but if, he if, wants a second opinion. If Nona gets in range, I want to covertly, so that Tony doesn't notice, scan uh, 
Nona and see if the signatures are like similar. So I guess, mm. you know, brain activity is, is what I'm looking for in the bioscanner. Yeah. And by doing the bioscanner on Nona, it's a similar sort of reading. There is nothing immediately human or organic about Nona. You do notice some faint electrical impulses here and there. Um, but again, no heartbeat, no inner warmth that is necessary, except for something that is coming from her mid-core. There seems to be heat generated from that. But as for like the rest of her body, um, if you dive down past the skin, it appears to be cold. And so far, the not dog hasn't shown any signs of being aggressive or anything like that. Nope. I would like to attempt to pick it up. This is a Bernie's mountain dog. I'm very strong. Okay. <laughs> All right. I I would argue that my my character would probably be able to pick up a Bernie's mountain dog, but say for example, if it were heavier than a normal Bernie's mountain dog should be, then perhaps I would not be able to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Either way, I would kind of hope that one would be able to tell the difference. Okay. Hypothetically. So <laughs> as as you um. No, no. As you move towards this this dog, um, it starts wagging its tail uh-huh. very, very fast. And um, as you pick it up, it it sort of leans around <laughs> to lick your face. Um, it is certainly heavier than what you would assume an organic being of this size okay. should be. Fantastic. Okay. Well, I am going to convey that information to the others. I will say, this is most likely a robot. You can, mm-hmm. we can carry it. Uh, d- Tony, you can put that rifle down. It's, uh, it's, it's one of the Fenleys that you don't shoot. <laughs> so he, he leans his sniper rifle up on his shoulder and says, I wasn't expecting to see that today. It's some kind of extinct species of dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, it shouldn't really be alive right now. You're saying it's a robot? I don't know if I told you to that. I don't know if we told Tony that. I mean, he's been in like earshot. earshot. Have you guys been like whispering? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 uh, yeah, I didn't say anything. I just checked the, the bio scan okay. on Nona against the <laughs> dog uh, without like, you know, making any mention of Nona being a robot. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Much obliged. Uh, I'm going to check out the lab-coated dead individual that the dog was curling up with. Yep. Are you just trying to, like... What are you... Are you I looking for like, anything kiss particular? ID <laughs> uh, tag, basic features, if they're still discernible. And, Robot dog treats, and duh. Go, go through the pockets. <laughs> yeah, give me a quick sec. So, the... Um, on his... Uh, you, you, you search for his name tag and you find it attached to like his lapel of his lab coat. And you, you see that it's um, a man by Dr. Uh, James Weber. Webster, sorry. Um, and it is... It, underneath his name, it's... Um, dog, dog. <laughs> dog, doctor. <laughs> Not exactly. It, it says... Canine uh, unit. <laughs> It says researcher of pet bots. Pet bot. Brought to you by Hasbro. <laughs> we probably could have checked that oh, sooner. I'm, also, I've put the dog down. Okay. So, um, other than that, you don't see anything like that majorly useful on him. He doesn't appear to have been uh, shot. He appears to have died 
from either external um, external forces or asphyxiation. You can't tell exactly which. Um, actually, do a heal check so you might be able to. Like those look <laughs> very you save him, Doc? <laughs> it's not going. To- um, that's probably not a pass. Um, so f- uh, heal with what int? Yeah, heal int. Um, that's a four. Yeah, you can't immediately tell exactly what caused this man to die. He, he doesn't have any... Like, nothing immediately apparent on the outward of his being um, is, is telling you how, this is how he died. You don't see any gunshot wounds. You don't see him ripped in half or anything like that. That You know, that's probably what killed him. Um, he just appears to be mostly intact. So if you need a second opinion, Alex might know more. But anyway, you don't find anything super... Um, relevant on his person, you find like a wallet with some with some pre tech cash within it that's effectively useless now. Crap. Um, various like cred cards that have l- expired two hundred <laughs> years prior. Um, they didn't send him a new one. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> do they normally do that with corpses? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, nothing. Uh, nothing right. of of major. Uh, finding on his body other than that name tag. All right, I'll convey. Yeah, uh, the dog is probably harmless, looks like. They were just working on these kinds of things here, I guess. Dog, what is your identification? (laughs) You just, are you saying it directly? Yeah, to the dog. And it barks and licks your in the face. Oh, no. Oh, it's a very tall dog. (laughs) It's a very tall dog. It's a very big dog. Is there... Like leash, looking for that. It doesn't appear to have any um, name tag, like on a collar. It doesn't appear to have any leash uh, around okay. in the immediate vicinity. That is that is subplot. Oh, okay. find dog. <laughs> so secondary mission: find dog leash. Uh, all right. I guess that's we found something we weren't looking for. Um, is there a way from? Here to uh, the systems maintenance, yeah, kind of in, in this rough direction. So y- you would um, sort of turn the corner towards the other quadrant to see if you can get there. Okay, so that, that's certainly a, a direction that you can you can try and go. Would you? Yeah, like I mean, yeah. If there's, you said there are like four floors here, so it might be worth kind of just poking around and seeing if there's anything more interesting than pet bots. Yep. Do you um, want to, to to look around and see anything more? Um, I, I'm in a general follow the group, but like when given the opportunity, poke around into random stuff. Um, especially in these rooms, I'm keeping an eye out for you know robot fixing things. Mm-hmm. Um, that like sort the, there's, of stuff. You look around, and it is a, a treasure trove when it comes to building, constructing, and maintaining mm-hmm. um, automated beings. Yeah. Um, like. For, at least for, for this part of the um, the station, they, they certainly appear to have been studying different forms of building and creating and maintaining um, robots and AI. Is there anything carryable? Yeah, you could just, if you want to just start like picking through like the, the different components, we can sort of hand wave and say you've picked some like advanced components for um for AI and like robot building and however much you want, we can put some encumbrance on that. That That is my general goal. Yeah. All right. 
how much do you want to take? Do you want to tell me how much you, you take and then we can figure out exactly yeah. what that can look like later. 60 tons. <laughs> I put it on my back. I think I'm, as of right now, willing to give like a significant amount of encumbrance to that. So I'm going to say like four. Okay. Four encumbrance. I'm going to write that down. I'll figure out what exactly that looks like. Um, as we leave the room, does the dog follow us? Yes. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm going to re also after I've gathered up my things that I'm collecting for no reason. Don't worry about it. Um, kind of like re-ready the rifle. I am, I don't necessarily want to say this out loud yet, but Nona kind of suspects that if it's a robot, if it's connected to the system and we anger the security system, there is a chance that the robot dog, which seems to be fine for now, might no longer be fine. So kind of anticipating an attack when we do turn things on. I see. So you're keeping a wary eye on mm. the dog and seeing if it has any outwardly, like, yeah, yeah. violent tendencies. Yeah. So you, you guys are, are going to make your way now towards systems and maintenance, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Cool. So as you guys are making your way towards um, systems and maintenance, it, things are sort of curving around. You look and see more of these labs, and they're, they're doing various things. Some of them don't even appear to have... Um, Anything like uh, immediately mechanical within them, more computers and stuff like that, which might have something to do with like virtual intelligence or true intel, uh, true AI or something like that. So you, you keep making your way through seeing all of these different um, sectors that deal a lot with me- mechanics of um, m- mechanical automation, stuff like that. And as you make your way uh, closer and closer, you... The um, the windows start to shutter off. There's not as many shutters as windows anymore. Um, things start to become a little bit more um, industrial. So you, you feel like you're in the maintenance part of the ship. And you can look down the, um, the hallway, and it, it curves a little bit. Um, who's first? Who's think, going first? I think I'm first at this point. Micah, yeah. can you roll a wisdom notice check for me, mm-hmm. please? Too many ones. That's a six. Okay. So um, you see way down the hallway, just as it starts to peek around the corner, a black cylinder that's just sort of sitting in the middle of a hallway. Um, And it looks similar to what some of those robots were wearing when they came up to attack the the smaller ring Hmm. up with the Paragon Freelancers. And it just... Nothing seems to be attached to it. It's just planted right in the middle of the hallway with its little transceiver poking out over top. Mm. All right. Hey, uh, Nona, I think we found our thing. Yes, uh, probably. Yeah. Don't you have a, 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 a th- this, yes, this thing a, we're, we're plugging the thing into, right? Uh, yes, I'll move further into the room to see if there's other that's stuff. That's step four of the uh, four things we need to do. We got to turn on the lights first. We got to we got to turn we got to turn on the generator. We got to close the blast doors. We got to turn on the life support. Then we got to reset the black box thingy. Right, right, right. It's my and understanding. Tony uh speaks up and says, "Uh those that's not the black box. The black box should be some terminal within the system." It's Kill like, it. <laughs> that's, that is um one of those transceivers mm-hmm. that they used to extend their uh, range. Um 
we might want to keep an eye out for company. We have him. I look over at the dog. Who is just following next to Nona. Why next to me? <laughs> yes, I'll go further into the room and kind of sweep, see if I'm anything gonna, is in yeah, there. It's it's actually a hallway um, oh, okay. that you see this in the middle of. I would like to look at that and look into ways of turning it off. Can you also roll a wisdom notice check for me, please? Sure. And Alex, can you as well? I know you're bringing up the rear, so it might be a little bit hard. Oh, I'm not looking for a way to turn it off for sure. Oh, but I can, I can do the notice if you yeah, want. Yeah, I also do a wisdom notice. 12. Nice. Alex, you look over and you, you see this, this um, transceiver as well. And a little bit farther into the distance, you can see uh, two humanoid silhouettes. Um, other people may have just sort of passed them off. You've been seeing a lot of silhouettes around here, a lot of bodies just sort of sprawling all over the place. But Alex, you, you look down this hallway and they don't appear to be like splayed over anything. They seem to almost be like in a squatting position, um, just sort of huddled up uh, next on either side of the uh, the wall. And it can almost seem like a faint light coming from down there, like a faint red glow. Um, Do you guys continue approaching the... Um, and just to give you a, a little bit of... Um, these things are probably uh, 20 or so meters away from the, um, the, the black box, which is why it was a little bit hard... But not the black box, the, the, this black yeah. cylinder, the, mm -hmm. the transceiver, um, which is why... Uh, Micah and Nona couldn't immediately see it. Um, do you, they're obviously still approaching. They're heading them. towards yeah. it. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, Alex is like, stop. Uh, hmm? What? Do I the do the, the, the dog. Do the. Uh, <laughs> Nona points the rifle at the dog. Do, do the silhouette just sort of looks up at you and wags its tail. Do the silhouettes respond? No. Okay. They are frozen. Well, um, they're I, not moving. <laughs> Kind of like hold up a hand, uh, point down. It's like a hallway. That, yeah. That it, over there. It, you can think of this as like it, this big hallway seems to be the main road. And I put road in quotation marks because it's not like wide enough to be a road. But it, it's a walkway that seems to go around all the way through this ring. So it curves as you, um, because it's part of the ring. It's not just a straight like infinite corridor um it curves so you can only see like so much so through your own um sight but it, it curves around and you you've started to see these silhouettes in the background as you turn the corner uh two figures down there forming a choke point perhaps an ambush um i'm inclined to cut that off at the source and i pull out the emp grenade and <laughs> uh gesture look at the the pillar <laughs> I think you should hold on to those. I think we can turn this off another way and don't don't waste it on a, a couple of random droids. My question would be, yeah, no, no, I agree. I just uh, was thinking about it. I have two afterwards. Hmm. Why would they set the ambush over there if this is what's keeping them awake unless they were simply thinking that we would come that way? Uh, either way, we can try to turn this off a yeah. different way if we can. I guess, yeah, we... Haven't found everything we need, so we've got to go through this hallway since the other one's uh, broken up. Uh, okay. There was the through the residential. Um, we could have come at this also from that direction. So it 
This one was the closest one because it's going south to west, mm-hmm. um, whereas the other one would have been east, and then you'd have to go through north, and then. But that would uh, go through R and D one then, and then yeah, that would around? that would go through R and D one. Okay. Um, or I guess you could have also gone east south and then west. But ah. that is like, <laughs> I think I think wanted. for next time I request a map. I'm I'm gonna be completely honest. I've been listening to this and I'm like, hmm, yes, cardinal directions. <laughs> there's like, a door. I can quickly. Do I think it. there's like a like you you don't have to for now. I think we're like if I understand it right, we've got like a a little central circle yes. which which we got onto and then each of those has a hallway that goes out and then there's a big bigger circle, circle around, around. Like this, yeah like yeah. spokes of the wheel yeah yeah like, like a wheel yes jeff is giving us an index yes. card that looks like a wheel with four spokes. i meant i meant more about where the things were in relation to each other i've got the general shape uh, but there's like five different stuffs there's four different stuff ah because there's four spokes got it can we turn off this thing or or what are we doing uh, i can also we can i'd rather save the grenades if we can yeah, but yeah. i would also not like to be damaged here before we even kick everything off um, you just I... see two guys where where were they down the hallway right over okay yeah i'm gonna peer over kind of make out what alex is trying to point to i assume you guys are having this at a fairly low volume yes, yes. okay for sure yeah um okay. once so we're you, alerted by you, alex yeah you're trying to take a better look at them okay. yeah i'm trying to yeah identify kind of see the the faint reddish glow and the figures that aren't keeled over are you going to be shining your light over there <laughs> if alex has told me that they're over there i will probably not try and do that okay um do you guys have so, any like darkness scene abilities? Nope. I know this I is not trying to look this up. I don't think I do. Though. You just mentioned there was a faint reddish glow, so yeah. Would, so you can yeah. make out the silhouettes of them. You can definitely see what now that Alex has pointed out to you. You can kind of see what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. They do appear to be um, just standing on either side of um, th- this hallway, a little bit farther down. Um, pretty dormant you guys are sitting have been sitting there looking at them for a little bit they don't move they, they don't seem to be making any sound they're just sort of there i mm. will note says nona quietly we do have a sniper rifle yeah we can i don't know how many are past the hallway which is why i'm more concerned with the tower nona if you can look at that uh get a mm. sense of whether you can handle it or not um, if you can't, then our best choice might be lining up our shots here and setting up an ambush of our own. Layout question. Mm-hmm. Distance between us and the cylinder and then the cylinder and the figures. I would say there's probably about 50 meters between you and the figures and 30 meters between you and the... Um... So right now they are closer to it than we are. Yes. Okay, cool. Oh, I see. I thought that we were in like a big room with it, and that no, that was, uh, this is a long hallway. So the cylinder is so, past them. The cylinder is in front of them. Okay, so we've just but seen the cylinder, but it's still a little ways. Thirty away. meters cylinder, twenty meters silhouettes. Okay, so EMP right. grenade on the cylinder or take our shots. Those are two options. Unless you want to try to sneak and handle it, but I don't recommend it. Yeah, um, I think. Well, we're gonna have to make noise at some point here, whether they make it hitting us or we make it hitting them. Um, pr- yeah, sneaking up and trying to turn off the thing probably isn't going to cut it. Um, I can try and snap one of them. 
Tony speaks up. Thanks, yes, that's Tony. what that, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what, that's what that's that's really disgusting, Tony. It's fine. It's fine. You're doing your best. I, did, <laughs> pat, no. pat. Go sit next to the dog. You <laughs> a ray of sunshine. Um, I think we just deal with this head on. We're not gonna like sneak by these things if they're trying to wait for us. Let's put it to a um, vote. Use an EMP grenade and avoid the whole thing or shoot them. Uh, everyone close your eyes. Wait, no. One, so, somebody <laughs> has to count. Uh, okay. First plan, EMP grenade. Alex raises, his, Alex raises his hand. And Tony speaks up. How many of those do you have? Two. <laughs> Nay. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, I guess we're shooting them then. Uh, All right, cool. I'm going to... Quick question. Hmm? Yeah. I have four of these. Um, back on the ship. Four of the robots. Yes. In general, assuming that's what they are. Sorry, shadowy silhouette figures. I'm gonna go ahead and assume probably robots here. Okay. Um, power sources in general. Like I know that we know that mine's kind of like in the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, we basically we have these models. Was there any way of like telling obviously while I was like dragging them around? Because I don't think I took too long to look into them. But like if we go for a headshot and the power supply is not in the head, then the robot keeps coming. It just doesn't have a head, so that's also bad well, for morale. It, it, it depends. It depends <laughs> on how it senses its environment and stuff like that. No, that's true. Um, there were two different types of robots. Um, yep. There were the the more security bots, those didn't even have a head. They just seemed to be right. a long torso. And they had like an eye. Yeah, they had like a, an eye in, in their chest. Got it. Um, that, yeah. Um, and then there were the um, the, the soldier bots that yep. were a little bit more humanoid, um, mm-hmm. you would assume, so that they could do things that normal human soldiers would and you wouldn't have to mm-hmm. deal with like different sizes and stuff like that or uh different like uh chassis than a, a regular human yeah um these ones you can't quite make out because they're sort of hunched over it could be either one of them mm-hmm. um but you also know just from your experience with robotics that things tend to be located in the chest because you can it is the thickest part of a humanoid robot, mm-hmm. so it is the spot that can be most easily protected okay and but if you take probably... off its head it might have sensors in there, so it can't see anymore or something. That's fair. It really depends on. Given the that, of the given people. that yeah. sniper rifle people like, I think they have a tendency to go for like chest shots because that's easier to hit, and as mm-hmm. long as that's not going to be a complete waste of stuff, I'm going to be fine with this. Yeah, I'm going to tell them or get behind something, mm-hmm. crouch down, and I'm going to try and line up my shot with them uh, and point my flashlight over too. Okay. Uh, two on left, two on right. Uh, me and uh, Tony on left, Micah and uh, Nono on right, and Tony called the shot. Okay. So I think what you guys are doing, you're setting up a um, an execution attack. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess so. Probably. Okay. You guys apparently don't remember what that is. Well, I, I'm, I'm, like flashing, I'm flashing a flashlight over also. We've never done that before. So uh, Yeah. So an execution attack is a little bit different than uh, normal combat. It, it effectively is a way for you to try and assassinate a target um, or deal so much damage to it um, from a prepared location. So you each need to take like a minute or so sort of lining up your shots and sort of, but you're you taking these things completely and utterly by surprise. They don't appear to even 
if they're even on appear to know that you're there and so they don't react when i put the light on them <laughs> oh you are putting the light that's, on. that's, that's what i said oh well yes they do respond okay neat. Oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> and you, you you shine the light down towards them and you can tell um, they immediately both shoot up from this sort of um crouching uh, squatting position and turn towards you and they are both um security bots though the ones without the heads with like mm-hmm. sort of the glowing red eye in the oh, middle okay. of them they uh just appear to have stun batons on them and they start making their way towards you um i don't think you guys really have a surprise round because you kind of alerted them to your presence i mean if there's enough right. space like <laughs> yeah. still firing I mean, the planet doesn't yeah. change yeah, yeah. Um, i was kind of so trying to oh, roll, okay for whatchamacallit um, initiative. initiative with a d8 does anything get added? Uh, your dexterity modifier. All right, six. Got an eight. Seven. Give them again. Uh, Mike eight. is eight. I'm mm-hmm. seven. Alex is six. Oh, look at you guys. And you are all going before them. Oh, I got a roof of tone. Tony's going after them. Cool. All right. So, Micah, you go first. So I'm going to take a shot at the one on the right. Okay. 12, 17. That's a hit. That's 13 damage. The one on the right just absolutely obliterates with that shot. There's only one remaining. Uh, Nona. I will shoot the other one with... Um, You're fighting your, with the laser, laser rifle? rifle? Which has been readied. Already, um, I forget, is it just D20 or do we add anything to that? Uh, it's D20 plus like dex shoot, and um, I think you might get an attack bonus as well. It should be listed on your character sheet. I By the weapon, it should say attack. Oh, yes, I see, I see that. It is a three, apparently. So it's a plus three to attack. Okay, plus. Dex and shoot. I think that's calculated. Well? In. Oh, that's calculated. That's the now. attack. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, also, you are firing a laser rifle. I know we don't do this a ton, but laser rifles get uh, laser weapons get a plus one to hit just normally. I got an 11, 12 if you count in that plus one. Okay. It total. Yes. Okay. So you, you you take a shot at the one on the left that's still remaining, and it goes off a little bit haywire, and you you miss it, and the, the scorch mark ends up a little bit farther down the hallway. Alex, you're, you're next. Yeah, I'm taking a shot at the remaining one. Uh, 16. That's a hit. All right. Four. That one also goes down. Cool. So... Y- you guys shine a light down there. They both immediately wake up. And as they start making their way towards you, you absolutely gun both of them down. If they are both dead now, I would like to go check out the giant cylinder thingy and see if I can turn it off. After right. the barrage of laser, Alex stands up and marches over towards Micah. Say, Micah, before you engage the enemy, you have to give us a heads up. You cannot draw their attention without letting us know. I told you guys to get down. Do you down. know how many other people that they could have had here? Alex, I, I It is a I lack of discipline. You. you are endangering our lives when you do things like this. 
I thought I gave you plenty of heads up, but uh, noted. All right. Fuck. Um, yeah, and then I just kind of go off to the side. Okay. All right. Um, you guys continue making your way down the hall, or at I'm least no one go does. try and turn off the thing. Yep. Um, can you do a an intelligence? Let me look at the things. It's probably a fix, right? Yeah, do that. Fix. Intelligence fix. Ten. So you, you look this thing over and it is in fact a, a transceiver. It is exactly what the um mm-hmm. the soldier bots were wearing on their backs before. Um it is currently on. Um it has its own integral uh power supply. Mm-hmm. Um there's various ways that you could think about turning it off. You could remove its power supply, you could try and find spend some time trying to find the the switch and its inner components. Or you could just destroy it outright. I mean, I brought all of my tools with me, so I think probably removing the power supply is the best option because that's very low chance of it turning back on again accidentally. And it also is like saving resources for later. You're taking the ammo out of the gun rather (laughs) than just putting it on safety. Exactly. Exactly that. Um, Are you going to try and destroy it afterwards? You, you, You do that easily you, no. you you take it apart and say ah there's the power source you unplug the power source the entire thing goes down it still looks like it's intact mm. but it is now just a off. piece of off machinery cool and you're, no, just gonna, you're gonna leave it together well the, so i am picturing like five different things here what sort of size are we talking about yeah the, this is it's not a small thing it, it would probably be about i'm trying to think like what is that I'm, I'm thinking between three and four feet tall um so a little bit more than a a yard so um, bigger and, than the things that the robots had on the back or were the robots wearing big oh they they, they were wearing like some big like oh, okay. straps huh. to them yeah i was picturing more like a water bottle size no thing. no, no. Okay. no it, they they are hefty things got it okay um and probably about a foot in uh radius so two nah a foot in diameter or something like that. Nah. It's a circumference. It is yeah, no, not circumference. <laughs> no one can think of it like that. Um yeah, probably a foot or so in radius. Okay. Um, in addition to taking out the battery, I was originally intending to bring it with me when I thought it was the size of a water bottle. So in addition to taking out the battery and keeping the battery power source, whatever. Also, is it like standard like it A B? whatever, like uh, another yeah, standardized. Be, I think A, it would be. Okay. That's a smaller one. Yeah. Um, I would like to, I'm looking for a way to cut some of the wires such that if I wanted to, I could get it going again, but somebody cannot just come along and put a battery in it and turn it back on. So you, you want to sabotage it. To I want to, I want to sabotage it with the ability to like repair it later. I, okay. Idea. I, I see what you're saying. I, I will, say that if someone has enough time with it, they can probably figure out what you did to sabotage it so they can put it back in that Yes, this is more of a, if people are running down the hallway and just toss the battery back in. Okay, yeah. Yes, Uh, I acknowledge that if somebody has enough time to fix it, I would like to make it really annoying to fix. Understood, yeah, yeah, I can definitely do that. But keeping most of the electronics yeah. intact. So you nice um, you start going, and I assume you're also balancing, like you want to do this fast, right? Mm-hmm. So you're 
you're making it annoying for someone liar, to put it liar, back on. Liar, yeah, and liar. like you, you know, you're gonna remember exactly sort of what you did. Mm. You know, made a little mnemonic for it or something <laughs> like that. Um, and as you're as you're working on this this piece of machinery, um, one you notice it. This doesn't appear to be like an off the shelf like factory made thing. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like it was kind of like jury rigged or jury rigged. Like it was just sort of slapped together. Um, and the casing sort of alludes to something like a, a facade of knowing more about this than it, it, it tried to, it's a mess of wires inside. Mm. And it's like the, the person who made this wanted to pretty it up after they, um, they made it, but um, the inside looks not great. You know, they're, they're trying to show off some sort of facade that the inside is definitely belying at this point in time. This is of surprisingly lower quality than I expected. And as you are doing that, um, Tony goes up to uh, Alex and says, uh, what was that all about, huh? Uh, uh, fuck. Uh, there is an order to these kind of things, and there is an actions that need to be taken to necessitate safety. And when those things are ignored... Well, you don't want it to happen. Yes. I already moved up farther ahead. I'm yeah, not, I, I assume on this. You're, you're hanging out with um, with Nona sort yeah. of as she's going to town on it. So, and uh, Tony speaks up and says, all right, man, seemed like she gave us pr- some pretty good warning. I don't know. I was ready. I. You all right? Fine. And he, he sort of looks over at um, Nona and Micah or sort of chatting and working on the um, the, the little cylinder. And he says, all right, well, cool. And walks um, down the hallway. So cylinder is one sabotaged um, mm-hmm. as well as the battery has been removed. Um, Good and sabotaged. You guys have um, effectively... Uh, taking care of whatever sentry units were put here. Um, you're unsure whether or not they could have gotten any sort of message out before they were destroyed, um, that there was something, there was no active alarm mm-hmm. sent, but you have been seen. Um, what are you guys going to do? Continue making your way towards systems and maintenance? I see no reason not yep. to. Okay. So notice... It's good to go, and you all start heading over in the same sort of um, group that you were before. Again, this this pet bot, this dog, has followed. It almost seems to have printed specifically on you, Nona, um, and is following you on by uh, just walking beside you. Um, so I guess it, it goes like Micah, Nona, dog, and Alex sort of together, and then um, Tony bringing up the rear. Yep. Yeah. Sounds that's right. It. Cool. So you guys make your way towards um, maintenance and it, everything's a little bit more claustrophobic in here. There's a lot less of this glass everywhere to show like, oh, look at all of this fancy stuff that we're doing. It's uh, it's a standard like maintenance hallway. Like you see cages for um, like tools and stuff like that um, for like the different valves. And as you make your way farther in, you follow, um, you see signage for like, um, power and also for um what's the other thing the things that you need for surviving 
Life systems. Life systems. It's life support. Life support. Yes, systems. there we go. Life yes. support systems. Life, life support systems. Mm-hmm. So, and they're all pointing in the um the, the, the same direction. Um, I assume you want you guys want to head there. Yep. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's the yeah. That's what we're doing. So you guys continue making your way, and as as you make your way through this section. There were there were pockets of fighting here and there, and um, only a few like civilians, and then some armored. But as you come across um, this this opening in the room, which has like generation a, a, a terminal for it seems like uh, turning resetting the generator, yeah. having those life support systems online. Finally, steps one and two. <laughs> <laughs> You, you look out and see where are my notes. Here are my notes. There we go. There's this quite a big room. Um, and this appears to be another sort of battleground. But the civilian deaths, as I mentioned before, seem to be far and few between. Uh, most of the dead here are the armored humans. And it seems like they were almost fighting against the, the ship itself. Um, the other bodies that are scattered around are... Um, different forms of robots. Um, you see quite a few machines that appear to be have made from made for like industrial use. So they have like big jackhammers or screw um, big um, drills and stuff like that that aren't necessarily made for combat specifically, but were maybe jury rigged or told to do the specific thing that was slightly outside of what they normally um, made for. But as you continue to investigate this this room, which seems to have concentrated quite a bit of damage, um, you see three completely destroyed warbots. Uh, these things are hulking monstrosities. They're eight to ten feet tall. They are massive machines, and they're all in various forms of disarray scattered around this room but their backs are particularly facing a, uh, a terminal that is, despite the state of the rest of the ring, has this faint glow to it and is sort of lighting the room with this, this faint glow from that terminal. Um, you look around at some of the, the armored um, folks as well, and you notice there is one of these one of these individuals who has some insignia, extra insignias on them, um, like stars and stripes and stuff like that. Um, and they are carrying, um, well, we're Mark. carrying a, um, some it, like a black suitcase almost, but not like a rectangular prism sort of a suitcase. Um, it appears to be like cylindrical in, in nature, but with a handle that is a, almost like attached to his um, armored vac suit, as well as a um, what looks like to be a compad of some kind in his hands. And that's sort of the state that you find this room in. That is a lot of stuff. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> How, like, you said the giant robots were pretty destroyed. Mm-hmm. How pretty destroyed? Are we confident that they... Are like are they in pieces or are they in powered down and then going to suddenly come yeah. alive and murder us all? So um, two of them like are missing almost every single limb. 
are missing like huge swaths of armor and stuff like that. Um, they don't even have like their own, their, um, their big like energy cannons mm -hmm. on their arms anymore. One of them is missing, um, has taken a lot of damage to one of its legs, mm -hmm. is, has a lot of armor sort of stripped from it, from that conventional fire. You mm -hmm. see like the bare like machinery within it. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it is not completely and utterly in disarray. But the other two, like, even if you feel like they could turn on, they wouldn't be able Just to do anything. <laughs> that the, the 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 one in the middle, if it were to turn on, could maybe move around. Mm -hmm. But it's seen a lot better days. That is practically destroyed. You're not even sure if it would be able to stand up. All right, I would like to cautiously approach that one. Okay. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Okay, nothing. Right. Nothing immediately happens. Are you? Are you trying to? Are you checking it for anything? Yeah, I'm looking for a power source, you know, batteries that one can pull out. Mm -hmm. um, probably not in the sabotage cutty wires mood yet, mm -hmm. but generally looking over kind of what are we dealing with here? Like, can I tell sort of was this a like systems thing, a VI, AI, that sort of level? And just like find out more about this robot because I don't think I've seen these before and I have a completely random interest in robots and different types of bodies and types of robots. Okay. So you, you're, you're going to start going um, through that guy looking for a, a power source. Mm -hmm. um, Micah and Alex, are you doing anything in particular right now? No, I, I don't. I mean, we, I'm going to probably head over towards the monitor more than, more than anything else. Okay. Yeah. I'm keeping a, a wary eye out because there are so many bodies and, pieces of debris around here. want to make sure nothing jumps out at us, but I'm also going to go toward the monitor. Okay, cool. Um, so you guys are heading over towards the monitor. It um, appears to be some sort of terminal. It has uh, on the info above the, the sort of prompt that it gives you, it says black box for the second ring. And that's just sort of what you see there. Um, you could assume then that was where you need to plug in this um, this little uh, thumb drive into in order to execute this routine that uh, Zix gave you. Um, known as you are, are prying around within the innards of this thing, are you, you're trying to discern like, what is it about it? Are you trying to take things and salvage? It's, it's more of a discovery with a... Primary goal is removing the power supply if there is one and otherwise just kind of poking around. I'm not pulling anything out of it yet. I'm not like actively attempting to sabotage it. It's just take power source out. And also this is neat. Mm -hmm. Try to look at it and figure out what's going on in the inside. Also probably like would be comparing the level of work done on the inside of the black cylinder that we'd recently seen and the level of work here. Like, is this more professional or does it look jury rigged as well? This looks professional. Sweet. Um, so it, it looks professional. It looks like someone was really intending to make these things and they, they made it very well. Um, the only reason you're even able to get into its innards is because like so much of it has been blown off from what you can see is like, this conventional fire, mm -hmm. uh, small arms fire. Um, as you're rooting around on the inside of it, you're not immediately trying to take anything or or snip anything. 
Um, but you do find a, a type B cell in there that is quite deep within the recesses of this um, mm. this machine. And you, you want to remove it? If I if I would like to remove it if that is feasible. If that is not feasible, I would like to unplug the ends of the thing from it such that, you know, like the little, I'm assuming there's little wires attached to like, you know, yeah. how a battery. Yeah. So it, it does not appear to be, um, you need to go at it with some sort of meta tool. This is definitely not the way that you would normally take these things out mm -hmm. of, um, this hulking monstrosity yeah. it's currently laying down on its back it's mm -hmm. possible that you were supposed to try and reach from it from the other side you could try and remove it with a meta tool if you'd like but you can't quite work it out you could also sure. try and cut those ends if that's something that you would want to do um yeah i think anything that's like just sort of wire related and easily repairable is fine by me if it's going to make the job easier okay. i think i would like to make an attempt to i would probably snip that just in case and then make an attempt to get the battery out okay sorry um power cell it's a power cell it's a battery okay. um it's a fancy space I'm, battery i'm picturing fancy space car battery <laughs> so can you roll a um an intelligence fix check, please. Yes. Oh, you failed me. Five. So you start going with your meta tool to try and clip out the, the this power. And these cables are really like it was built for a for combat. So mm -hmm. it doesn't want to be able to be shot in its chest and then it's yeah, sure. taken out. So you start trying to get through the um the power here and as you're starting to go through this you get a little bit of a spark just mm. coming back out at you and then it stuns you a little bit like not like like ah and sure. you drop your your meta tool but after that spark you can see the battery which it seemed inert un un until that point mm -hmm. it starts to have this faint blue glow to it and you can start to hear something within this hulking machine start to like groan and start to move and okay. shift. Just kind of double check, even though I already cut the wires. You did not cut the wires. So okay. you were starting to My cut intention. through them. Oh, okay. And so it was spark things. Okay. You were trying to do them both at the same time. No, no, no. My intention was first snip things, then remove battery. If I, I failed at the snipping thing. You, you, you failed at the... Okay. There, there appears to have been some sort of automated response to whatever you were doing. It was a big cable that you were basically trying to saw through. It's not like ah, snipping. You're not cutting through a, a thin wire. It's like a, a whole cable that you're trying to get through. Okay. And that seems to have caused something to happen as okay. it starts to creak. And the, um, the big sort of hulking face that it has on the front of it, its eye starts to glow. Is is it, it as if it's almost waking up? I'm going to abandon subtlety and just destroy everything I can get my hands on in there. So you you're just gonna start like ah shit and just start yeah pretty tearing. much pretty much cutting we, anything I can cut just do, pulling things. Do we hear yeah. the giant robot come you back to the, life? I was assuming yes. so, you would. Otherwise, if it's a noise that's not loud enough to like make things completely oh, honest, yeah, I'm yeah. going to shout at the same time. So, Nona. <laughs> So you guys are off and in, in checking out the, um, the the terminal, and Nona's on basically like hunched inside the ca chest cavity 
of this thing. And as it starts to groan, you guys hear like, and you hear like it's shifting against metal and stuff like that. And you look over and you can see it. It's coming to life a little bit. And as soon as- Nona? Yeah. Nona, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? You can just see Nona start like tearing things out and throwing it out of the torso. Nona, get out of there. I grab an EMP grenade and I, I'm like- oh no, I, I'm going to bring out my, my telekinetic Depending on how beam. long it takes it Wax to um, turn on. Like it's a trying to disconnect stuff. If it doesn't look like it's working, I'm going to back up and shoot the battery. Okay. So <laughs> a, a couple of things happen. So um, one thing that you also notice is the pet bot is barking, but it's not barking what you would normally hear as a standard, like, bork, bork. <laughs> it, it is speaking to you guys in English or, or common. <laughs> Basically saying, danger, 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 master, danger. <laughs> So that that's off putting. Yeah. Um, Tony was just off, sort of checking out some of the conventional we- we- weapons, and looks over. And as this thing starts to get up, Nona, you hop out of it, mm. and that is where we'll end today's episode. Okay, but remember, okay. for next time, I want to shoot it in the fucking chest. I know you. Somebody write it down. You guys <laughs> lack <laughs> discipline. I am space German <laughs> discipline. I am. I'm writing down specifically that you have with its internal systems and planning on shooting on it. You will do that as soon as it's your turn, but don't have a surprise round on it. I mean, I I understand why you'd be upset about that, but like either way, that thing is fucking coming to life at some point. Yeah, well, the reason it came to life matters.